Welcome back, radio entrepreneurs, listeners, and fans. I'm producer Nathan Gobes. I'm excited to have back uh, one of our regular reporters, Phil Sharkey of the Higher Authority, or as we sometimes like to call him, Sheriff Sharkey. Welcome back, Phil. Thank you, Nathan. It's uh, great to be here today. Great to talk with you. And I, and I have what, uh, uh, as we were just talking about uh, pre-show, uh, some interesting numbers regarding what I see uh, for bad hires out there uh, coast to coast in, in the industry and why a background check is so important and why I'm so frustrated at, at many uh, people that have either pushed it aside with COVID or dropped their best practices or just simply don't invest in a pre-employment screening package. They're, they're risking so much and it frustrates me. Yeah, I, I certainly understand that. And so that's why uh, this, uh, this month's Sharky Report is on the cost of a bad hire. Why don't we get into it? That, that sounds good, Nathan. The, the average cost of a bad hire, and this is from uh, the U.S. Department of Labor in a recent study just from last year, is 30% of the employee's first year earnings. So I don't care if you're paying someone $12 an hour up to a huge salary, 30% of that cost is what they're seeing regarding bad hire. So they, they pulled the, uh, uh, the United States Department of Labor, did this survey in the event that you take on an employee, let's just say with a yearly salary, of $80,000, I'm a big numbers guy. So I say to my people out there, the other entrepreneurs and business owners, that's an expense of up to $24,000 in wasted money when it's a bad hire. And simply speaking, Nathan, our our cost is very transparent. A a full background check does cost someone in the neighborhood of $250 to $300. But when you weigh that against the cost of bringing someone on board that could potentially cost you large amount of money, 30% of the salary, it seems to be a, a Smart yeah. investment to me to 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 go that route and and make sure you're trying your best to make sure you're getting who they say they are. Um, yeah, it, it's good business. It, it's poor business not to. Yeah, and in this economy, with uh, you know, many business owners are struggling. They're trying to cut back costs. I think the wrong ones are to cut back are these background checks. Uh, but what you should cut back on are bad hires and uh, those the huge, you know, huge loss that uh, that can come with them. Well, it's not it's a huge story. And I have a, a quote today in one of our wrap ups at the end of a huge story. The huge ones stick out to, to my clients. I tell them the criminal records or the drug offenders or the people who flat out falsified the job. But it's not just though the, the large number. They said they also added that CFOs added that not only do they lose out on the lost productivity, but managers have to spend somewhere in the neighborhood of 17% of their time supervising poorly performing employees. So the survey went on to say that in a standard work week, that translates almost a full wasted day that could have been spent on actual work between the manager and the poor employee. Now, a background check can catch a lot of these people's a full background check with employment verification and references with supervisors. It does come out, you know, uh, as we say in my business, Nathan, a leopard doesn't change their spots. So uh, the consistency there of poor performance or argumentative behavior does come out in the past history. And if you can avoid that and hire the best person for the job, that's really the key. I always tell people with a background check, it's information. It's not always necessarily the grand slam home run of a huge negative issue. It's information which best might turn you from this person to that person to give you the chance to make the best decision possible. Right. You know, every uh, business owner, when they're hiring, they want to look at the resume, you know, maybe a cover sheet, you know, all their, all the information available. Um, and, you know, to have, I, don't, I can't think of a single business owner who would say, no, I don't need information. I'll just take a look at the two candidates and, and you know, just judge it by eye. Um, the more right. information, the better. 
Yeah, exactly. You surely can flip a coin. And they added to uh, another survey was in Career Builder. This was from 2020 that a uh, a bad hire reported an average of $14,900 in wasted money. Uh, and that the 74% of the employers say they could hire, they hired the wrong person for the job and that a detailed background check would have been essential to helping them with their decision. So like you said, you surely can flip a coin and hope for the best and maybe save the fee of a background check. I personally, and I know it's my business, uh, would venture into bringing on the experts like ourselves. And what we identify, Nathan, is that they found this in the survey, you lose lost productivity, loss of clients is a possibility, damaged reputation with clients, damaged employer reputation, decreased teamwork. And I think the final two stats of a bad hire is um, recruitment costs, which is a sp- an expense and lost time for supervising the bad hire like we spoke of. So uh, to me, it's really in the numbers. And we do see uh, this week, for example, we usually see about 33% are fraudulent. We were up to like 50% of the background checks we're conducting. Wow. Fraudulent information. So one out of two, and there's that coin flip again for people. So uh, I hope they see the light and, and would consider uh, doing a thorough background check. It, it really it really justifies itself with, with the actual numbers uh, spent. Yeah, that's really significant. And the, one of the one numbers that struck me earlier that you mentioned was, I think you said 74% of the people surveyed said they they had hired, they had brought on a bad hire and uh, that, that would have been caught with a background check. Um, that's, uh, that, that, that's a huge portion of, um, you know, again, it's just of the people surveyed, but a huge 74%, that's a huge portion of, of businesses. Um, you know, I would think that any business owner that is currently looking to hire, you know, they are either somebody that has already experienced this and, you know, should know better by now to, to, to vet their employees properly, or if it hasn't happened to you, that probably means that it, it, it's coming and, uh, you know, that, that you should be, you know wary of um uh just you know not even where wary is not even the right word but just you know making sure that you have all the information it's so true and again like you said it's just simply the numbers i know we have a lot of good recruiting companies i know you're you're affiliated with, with quite a few or know quite a few on the shows here and they do great work but to me we're a separate agencies we don't have any connection to the person which is really important sort of separation of church and state uh to me i have no horse in the race we just want to do a thorough background check. We're we're independent, which is what you want to have in, in a clear set of of honest uh, uh, reporting back to you, yeah. so that there's no there's no uh, confusion or, or you know connection to the person. It's simply a, another person that we're going over. Yeah, and I know you've said before that uh, you work with these recruiting agencies. You know, you're not working against them. You're not you're not uh, their enemy. Uh, no. you're just working no. with them and and giving all parties more information. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because there was a time in my industry, I've been at it so long, where there was sort of a, a pushback with the recruiting companies where they'd be like, no, we don't need your service. We do our own vetting. We, we, we do. But I think things blew up. And again, if you become friends with someone, you want to place them. If I'm friends with Nathan, you know, you, your, your priorities change where I, I'm not their friend. I'm not their enemy. I'm just strictly going to do the most thorough job for my client. That's who I work for. And if things don't make sense, instead of a, a friendly relationship, I'm going to go and find out why exactly they left the job for a less paying job and why, you know, they left that last job and talk to the supervisor and find out it wasn't a reduction of workforce, that they just had attendance problems. That's a different story. 
Yeah, and you guys have the uh, the thoroughness and the expertise. You know, I, we've talked in the past about how um, you know it could be uh, different regulations in different states that allow you to see this or that or where you have to go for different things. You know, you've talked about how uh, you and your team will actually go down to the courthouse as necessary. Um, you know, there's a variety of different. Uh, needs uh, for different situations, and uh, your team is specialized for that. Absolutely. It's so very important. Each state has their own rules and regulations. A court search is so much more necessary than a database search, which are usually inadmissible and have fragmented information and partial information. And any screening company that is chosen uh, uh, by, by a, a company should be a member of the PBSA, the Professional Background Screening Association, which we are uh, and if they're not, then then you should move on right away from that that search and not use that company. Yeah, and these these different things can can uh, can make a big difference. Um, you know, as you you again, you've talked to us about on this show, um, people that have maybe hired in Massachusetts, and you do a background check that you know, or their recruiter just does a quick background check in Massachusetts, nothing comes up, but you know, somebody like you does a more thorough search, finds out, oh, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Rhode Island, you know, Texas, wherever, they've got all these other issues that did not come up on a, on a Massachusetts uh, check. And that's exactly. just one example. Exactly, Nathan. And usually it is when we do surface criminal history, it, it many times is not where they are, it's where they used to be, or where they were two or three addresses ago. Um, and that's why they're no longer there. Um, we just had one this week, which was a Massachusetts person for the last four or five years. But the previous history in Texas showed many criminal records. Uh, amazing that he was still not even in jail. Um, so again, it was the past, not not presently, where where he was located, which was which was a gigantic uh, negative right. situation. Mm, very interesting. Now I know you've, as usual, got some uh, anecdotes to share with us. Is that I correct? Do, I do. I have uh, our sort of superstar, uh, famous uh, company person uh, of being fraudulent. And I surely didn't know the name. I'm, I'm sure our listeners wouldn't as well, but it's David Tovar. Uh, he was the former VP of a little company called Walmart. So he was the VP of corporate communications, huge job. And this came out, Nathan, which I, I think is very interesting when he was actually getting promoted to an even higher position within Walmart. But in September of 2014, again, he was the VP of corporate communications. Uh, he had to be, he had to resign from the company. I was discovered that he did not have his bachelor of arts degree from the University of Delaware, as he claimed. Uh, the New York Times reported, and I love his explanation. He said at the time, I have to read this closely, uh, Nathan, because it's a little confusing. He said, I definitely didn't disclose that I didn't have a degree. And there were times when it was probably an era of omission, I think. So <laughs> it sounds like he was uh, a little vague on it, even, even when he was caught. But um, outside of his injury, I mean, he is a huge brand name, um, a big black eye to Walmart, um, to their brand. And um, for the person, uh, a huge issue. I'm sure if they found out initially, they could have uh, moved in another direction and not have this situation uh, uh, embarrass them. Yeah. Well, and uh, Walmart, while they are a massive company, of course, uh, I think at their at their heart and core, they you know they're a family that runs it. And uh, not to to point any fingers at any at family businesses, uh, but I I've, I believe that you know a lot of families. Uh, businesses, which make up the majority of businesses in this country, uh, sort of run things based on their their own opinions of people. You know, they, yeah. they if they like somebody, if the family likes somebody, if enough family members like somebody, then that's more of what's going to get them the position than than really anything else. But um, again, they should be wary of these people that get in and 
and get them to like you. And but turns out that they're they've got something to hide or they're yeah, not being truthful about everything. It's a great point, Nathan, because the old handshake uh, before COVID, right? We just put the handshake here and they believe in them. We have a lot of family owned businesses as clients and actually end up enjoying our service because they still stay that way. They stay the nice person with the handshake. It's us. It's sort of the person in the shadows. It's that screening company. If things arise, it's like, it's not us. You know, we have a great rapport. We love you. You're the best. You're going to be great. It's those screening guys. And that's us. We love to take on that role. Those are the ones who said, oh, look, you lied about your degree. Oh, look, you didn't you know, work the five years like you said or had that title. You know, it sort of falls on us and gives them the out to go like no harm, no fall. We still think the best of you, but we have to move in another direction because of uh, the screening agency. So right. we like that role and it works well for our, our clients, for sure. That's a great point. Uh, you know, you can let the higher authority be sort of the bouncer at the door. So exactly. that they, they can continue to run a good, honest establishment inside. And uh, Phil here will will keep all the uh, uh, bad actors out. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we're here for, Nathan, without a doubt. And they're done in three business days. I get that a lot, too. The people, the time, the turn, I'm going to lose somebody. Three days. Just give us three days. You get the full background back to you and you're not going to lose any time in your recruiting process. It has to be quick. So we're well aware of that. That's excellent. That's, that's very important, too. Well, Phil, I want to thank you for joining us again here on Radio Entrepreneurs. Your segments are always highly insightful um, and, you know, hopefully are getting business owners to be really thinking about their hiring process uh, a little more in depth. Uh, If people want to reach out to you, think about how they can uh, utilize your services. What's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, The office uh, number here in Massachusetts, Nathan, is 508-230-5901. Toll free is 888-230-5901. And we're right there on the internet as well under hireauth.com. That's H-I-R-E-A-U-T-H.com. And uh, you, most times you get a person with your first call. So there's no, no delay at all reaching anyone. I can corroborate to that. Anytime I need to reach Phil and, and I call in through the office, I get, uh, I get a phone, you know, get answered right away. And uh, they direct me right, right on over to who I need to talk to. So uh, they're very excellent that way. I want to thank you again for joining and uh, remind our listeners that you can, of course, find Phil Sharkey on on our website. He joins us regularly. That's on RadioEntrepreneurs.com. But of course, on all the other platforms we stream on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, Twitter as well. Pretty much (laughs) if there's a platform out there, we're we're on it for the most part. Um, And so you can find us at RadioEntrepreneurs.com or if it's Twitter, Biz on the Radio is where we are there. I want to thank everyone for joining us and we'll be back with more on Radio Entrepreneurs.